Welcome to the Mrs. Rev podcast, where we equip and empower you to fulfill God's call with joy and with purpose. Get out your Bible and open up the notes app on your phone as we jump into God's word with your host, Pastor Joey Miller. Welcome to the Mrs. Rev Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm Pastor Joey Miller from Champion Christian Center, and we are going to be talking about loving God and loving people, what we do when maybe people hurt us or disappoint us. So get your Bibles and pens and a cup of coffee, and we're going to jump into God's Word together. Have you signed up, though, for the Devonair event at Champion Christian Center? If you haven't done it yet, make sure that you go to joeymiller.co and sign up for an amazing weekend in November with Terry Seville Foy. She's going to be joining us, and it is going to be a powerful weekend starting kicking off November 13th, 14th, and 15th. We have her all weekend long here at Champion, and she's also going to be recording a podcast for the Mrs. Rev uh, podcast, so I'm excited about that. But sign up for that event. Don't miss it. So, well, today I want to talk to you about people. (laughs) I heard someone once say, ministry would be so perfect if people weren't involved. And I was thinking, well, it's kind of like it wouldn't be ministry, right? Ministry is all about people and seeing them fulfill God's purpose and, and seeing them grow in their relationship with God. But maybe you're not in ministry. Maybe you're just, uh, you know, in life. You deal with people. And people aren't perfect. And people mess up. And people uh, are naive. And so today I want to talk to you about really keeping your heart pure in a place that you uh, are above offense, that you can't be offended, and um, and dealing with people. Now today's title, you might have heard me say tell this story before, came from an amazing woman of God. It was the pastor's wife of the church that I got saved at. And I remember having a meal. We had just entered the ministry and I remember having a meal with this beautiful couple. And I remember asking them, what is like one piece of advice that you would give us as we're in ministry, starting out ministry? And I was waiting for this, you know, long, uh, wordy uh, piece of advice. And she simply looked at me and she said, love God and love his people. And I thought, wow, okay, uh, I'm going to write that down. And so, you know, but throughout the years, how how important that has been, not only if you're in ministry, but just in life in general, to love God and to love his people, even when they mess up, even when they hurt you, even when they're imperfect, even when you feel like they should have known better, continuing to stay in a place of love. That really, you know, Jesus himself was an amazing example of this. If you think about all the times Jesus you know, had been uh, misrepresented as he as he had been uh, even accused of, of having wrong intentions, as he had been mistreated. I mean, Jesus was sent to save mankind. He was the word made flesh and dwelt among us. He was fully God and fully man. And so he dealt with the human side of things like betrayal, things like people hurting his feelings, misunderstanding him, misrepresenting him. And yet he always stewarded his heart and his emotions in a way that he lived above that. You know, he was always tuned in to who God was and who he was because of who God was, that he could live above that place of bitterness, that that thing couldn't really uh, taint him. I mean, think about it. He came to die for for 
us and and all the while mankind was treating him badly uh judging him the same people that were saying hosanna hosanna uh were now saying crucify him crucify him so there's nobody that dealt with betrayal and hurt from people like jesus yet he's an example of of living a life free from offense in luke 2334 i mean i mean if this could be the mantra of your life, of my life, of ministry, it would be summed up in Luke twenty three thirty four. It says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And Jesus' words on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And so, you know, loving God and loving his people comes down to that that statement by Jesus, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know that they're hurting me. They don't know. And you might be listening today and say, well, you don't know who I'm talking about. They do know that that they're hurting me. Well, maybe they're just not walking in the fullness of who God created them to be. And so, you know, if you love God, what happens is you, you receive his love for those people. That's why the Bible instructs us in the book of Matthew that if you have an enemy, to pray for your enemy. Bless those who curse you. Because when you do that, you're operating on a different level now. You're not seeing them through the eyes of uh, the humanness of hurt. You're not seeing them through the eyes of the humanness of betrayal. Um, but but really, you're able to say, okay, God, I'm going to pray for that person because they're operating in less than what you've created them to operate in. Whether it's the old saying, hurting people hurt people, and they're hurting me because they're hurt or maybe they're just natural minded people and and they're just so consumed with uh their feelings and they're so consumed with the here and now that they don't even realize that they're hurting me uh that you don't even realize that that they're offending me you know i think about jesus in matthew sixteen twenty three. you know people mean well sometimes they just say stupid things and so jesus is having a conversation with simon peter here and he's trying to talk him out of going to the cross he's trying to talk him out of of doing what he was supposed to do and and jesus actually says get behind me satan you are a, a hindrance to me for you are not setting your eyes on things of God, but on the things of man. So he's talking to Simon Peter. And so first he's like rebuking Satan. And I could even see this playing out in Jesus's life. You know, if it, if it were me, you know, sometimes God uses or sometimes the enemy uses people's words to kind of get in your head. And so Jesus is already like probably going through this whole reality here that he has to go to the cross and this is going to happen and this is what needs to happen and yet he has those moments in the garden where he's like god if there's another way let this cup pass from me because it wasn't easy uh let us not forget it wasn't an easy thing for jesus to go to the cross he still felt every moment of humiliation shame torment all of that and so he's in that place and so he has to literally say like get behind me satan that thought can't come in my head and then he turns to to simon peter and says you're a stumbling block or or a hindrance to me for you're not sending your eyes on things of god but on things of man and sometimes those people will just be around you and they won't mean to but they'll say stupid things and you know jesus addressed and he said look 
This is a hindrance to me. You need to get on a spiritual level. So there's people in your life that they mean well, but they're just naturally minded. They're thinking in the natural. So you need to be careful how much of a voice you give these kind of people in your life. Sometimes it's a coworker, a family member, whatever that looks like. There's nothing worse than having a natural minded person trying to give you spiritual advice. And oftentimes it will hurt you. Oftentimes it will hold you back. And so part of uh, seeing them in that way is saying, okay, I'm going to love you for what you are, um, not in a way that you're more prideful or that you, you're acting super spiritual, but you're saying, you know what? I understand that you are at a certain place, maybe your walk with God, or maybe they don't even know the Lord, and that you're responding out of that. And so because you're responding out of that, I'm not going to put a lot of weight in what you're saying right now. God bless you. I love you. But we're just not on the same page. And so, you know, you're able to release those people in their opinions and, and not let their words hurt you, not let their intentions, which are oftentimes good intentions, but they're just natural intentions, hold you back from what God is calling you to do. So, you know, even Jesus had to rebuke the devil and, and not let those words of Simon Peter get into his head and become a hindrance to him. We need to remind them, like, look, you're thinking natural. I'm thinking uh, on the things of God, and it's just a mismatch here. It's just a mismatch. You know, Jesus was so good at working with people for where they were. He was good at knowing that they still had a long way to grow, but loving them through it. And so if if we spend time with the Lord loving God and loving his people, that's going to be the lens in which we see the people in our lives, even the people that hurt us, even the people that let us down. We're going to say, you know what, you're not where you need to be yet, but I'm going to love you through this. I'm going to see uh, I'm going to see you grow through this and I'm not going to hold on to that offense. I'm not going to take it in. I'm not going to meditate on it. I'm not going to let those words. Sometimes you might just have to say, get behind me, Satan, uh, maybe not to, to the person's face. But, you know, you might just out of, whisper out of your like, I'm not going to meditate on that thought. I'm not going to let their words have power over me. I'm not going to let their opinions have power over me. I'm going to continue to love God and I'm going to continue to love his people you know Jesus in Matthew uh I'm sorry in Luke 22 20 it's an account of Jesus at the last supper and Jesus is telling his disciples what's going to happen and that, that he's going to be betrayed I mean think about this the men that Jesus had closest to him one of them betrays him you think you had a bad day because someone betrayed you I mean the level of betrayal that Jesus had to feel from Judas I mean, I can't even imagine it. And so, you know, they're sitting at the Last Supper and Jesus is telling them, one of you is going to betray me. And they're all like, no, that couldn't be. And they're trying to guess who it might be. And Jesus said, the person that's going to betray me has their hand at the same table as me. He was still communing. He was still they so much so treating Judas normal that they couldn't even figure out which one of the disciples that it was. And so Jesus, even in the midst of, of a huge betrayal was able to stay in a place of peace, to stay in a place that it didn't let him corrupt, let him become corrupt because of it, but he released it to the Lord. And so, you know, there might be a person in your life that is like a Judas. She might be a person that has been close to you and the level of betrayal is real and it hurts and, you know, it, it wants to sting. But but remembering that God is the God uh, who is just. God sees all things. That if you take that thing into your own hands, then you're taking God out of the picture. 
You're saying, God, I'm going to take care of this in my own strength. And you're taking the supernatural out of the picture here. See, God's still working. God's still working. Uh, You know, your whole destiny isn't reliant on that one person. God is at work. And sometimes he's at work removing people from your life. Sometimes he's at work. He has seen, you know, Judas betraying Jesus, uh, you know, in advance. He's still at work in that situation, bringing about uh, his plan. So, you know, God's still at work in your situation. Don't take it into your own hands. The second you take it into your own hands is when you get out of that place of divine protection, divine alignment, you get into the flesh, and then you have consequences to pay. You know, I remember going through a season in my life and there was just a season that was just like a, a kind of like in the natural, like a season of betrayal, a hurt, all that stuff. And, you know, I remember being fine, completely fine, gave it to the Lord, not a big deal at all. And then one day I woke up and it was like bombardment of thoughts. Like, I can't believe that person. And I, you know, I can't believe that person did that. And, and, you know, it was like a real battle in my mind. And I had to literally out loud say I am not going to meditate this any on this anymore I'm not going to continue to give this person power over my life God is a good God and he is going to make everything right he's going to make everything right in your situation he is going to bring a darkness to light he's going to remove and realign you know sometimes it's easy for us to think that that person that hurt us is our enemy we want to read the scriptures and you know, and look at them as, as the Lord smiting our enemies. And especially we have to be really careful if that person, another that other person is a Christian. We have to go back and remember who the true enemy is. They might have made a mistake. They might have did you wrong, but they are not the enemy of your soul. You have one enemy of your soul and that enemy is Satan himself. So, you know, we need to be careful that we don't categorize people as, as our enemies in this world. No, I mean, yes, the Bible says pray for your enemies, pray for those who have hurt you, but ultimately they are not the enemy, but God wants to restore and bring justice to that situation. And the enemy himself wants to come and bring further destruction. He wants to get you bound up. He wants to get you in a place of unforgiveness where all you do is meditate on that person, but you have to make a decision, make a decision to above all else guard your heart, as the Bible says, because out of it flows the issues of life. You can't contain bitterness. You can't contain hurt. It's going to leak out of you in some way or another. You can't ignore it until it goes away. You have to confront it with the truth of God's word, and you have to say, I'm choosing to give this to you lord i'm choosing to forgive i'm choosing not to meditate on this thing i'm choosing not to be bitter towards that person and you know i heard a preacher once saying it's so good it says what you what you don't feel god can't heal so you know it's it's really being honest with yourself i had to be honest with myself that morning in my dining room when i was having all those thoughts i had to be honest that like yes that person was wrong Yes, it hurts. Yes, it wasn't right. But you know what else I had to be honest about? God is a God who brings justice. God is a good God. He's going to work everything out for my favor in this situation. And I might have to sit back now and I might have to to see maybe uh, things come out that, you know, maybe uh, hurt, are hurtful to me. Maybe I have to sit out right now. But but I'm putting my faith in God that he's going to turn it all around and make every wrong 
right. And that's how you need to approach it. God, I'm having faith in you. I'm going to love you and I'm going to continue to love your people. I'm going to continue to sow good. I'm going to continue to keep my heart pure. I'm going to continue to to guard my mind. And so as you continue to do those things, you keep doing them. It's not a one and done. It's not, oh, you know, I love God and I love his people. And that it's a continual. I'm going to continually go before the Lord, love him, honor him. And I'm going to continue from that place, loving his people, forgiving his people, guarding my mind, guarding my heart, not letting any impurity come in. Impurity will take the life right out of your heart. You know, especially if you are any sort of teacher, minister, you know, your issues leak. So, you know, as soon as you have that that thing in you, in your heart's not pure, whenever you preach the gospel, it comes from a place that things aren't altogether pure that flow uh, from the spirit. And what I mean by that is, you know, I remember uh, hearing a preacher once and you could just hear his issues coming out. And, and it shifted from like a spiritual sermon to like you could see it get into the flesh and I remember thinking oh I never want my issues to come out in my preaching of God's word I want my heart to be so pure so pure that whenever I preach God's word it can flow through me without getting caught up and filtered through any of my issues any of my issues so you know it it comes to that place of people aren't perfect even in the Bible, Acts 15, 36 talks about a dispute between the Apostle Paul and Barnabas. I mean, two mighty men of God. People aren't perfect. And sometimes, you know, God removes people from your life. Sometimes people are there for a season. Sometimes there's uh, a different seasons where maybe people will be in your life and then they uh, are go a different direction. And that's what happened with Paul and Barnabas here for a short season. In Acts 15, Paul and Barnabas actually had a sharp disagreement, the Bible calls it. They had a fight, basically, because Barnabas wanted to take John Mark on their journeys to preach at the churches. And Paul's like, hey, John Mark shouldn't go. He didn't stick with this whole time. He bailed on us. I don't want him to come back and travel with us. And so basically they agreed to disagree and they went on their separate ways. So we see Barnabas took John Mark and Paul took Silas and they went in separate separate directions for a season. And, you know, we see that happens and that was okay. That was, they agreed to disagree. And sometimes you're going to have seasons of life where, you know, people who used to be really close to you, they're not close to you anymore, but, but you love them and they, they were good for that season, but not everyone can go where you're going to go. And sometimes that removing is for your promotion. Sometimes it's for your protection. Whatever that is, we have to continue to keep our hearts in a place, steward our hearts in a place where they're pure and where we see, God, I'm not going to let anything hinder that number one thing, which is loving you. And I'm going to continue to release love for your people, even if it hurts. I'm going to filter that through your love and your grace that gives me the ability to love even when Uh, I've been wronged, even when things seem unfair, I'm going to keep loving. You know, God is so good that he will, he will, you know, make sure that the right people get into your life at the right timing. And so if, if there's a separation, don't be, don't be sad about what you're losing, but, but thank God that he's going to bring the right people in your life. He's going to bring the right people around you for the right time with the right connections if you keep your heart pure. Don't take it into your own hands, but stay in a place where you know that God is God and that he is a good God and you keep sowing what is right. You keep doing what is good. And and if somebody has uh, left your life, if, if there is a relationship that God separated you from, you know, thank him for it. 
thank him for it because he wants to do something better in your life. But keep your heart pure. If, if that person's name comes up and it's always like, oh, man, you know, th- then you don't need to go to the Lord. You need to pray for that person. You need to say, what is it still in my heart that I that I cringe every time I hear that name? Or maybe your blood pressure rises when you hear that name. Don't give people power over you. Don't give people that much control of your life. Stay in that place. And then, you know, stay in that place of purity, guarding your heart. Sometimes that means putting those boundaries. And I talk about this a lot because what kind of God would we serve if he was constantly uh, telling you to be close to somebody who was continually hurting you, hurting you, hurting you? Yes, you would forgive, forgive, forgive. But God is a God who calls us to wholeness. So sometimes that means putting that boundary line up and saying, you know what? This is the boundary line in which I can keep my heart pure. I can love you from this boundary line. Maybe that means that you have a friend or a sister or a family member or whatever that looks like that you have to draw that boundary line and say, you know what? My best place to love you from is from right here where I'm not confiding in you Uh deep things maybe a trust has been broken and you have to step back and put that boundary line until things are mended and trust is uh, rebuilt whatever that looks like whatever you have to do sometimes you have to mute people on social media sometimes you have to unfollow them whatever that looks like if you have to draw a boundary line so that your heart can stay pure and protected do it. It's not worth being sucked into unforgiveness and bitterness. You know, the Bible's serious about unforgiveness. And so, you know, we want to stay in that place where we're releasing forgiveness to others because we've been forgiven. Matthew 6, 14 says, if you forgive men their trespasses, then the heavenly, then our heavenly father will forgive you. So, you know, think about that. If I can't forgive and let go of somebody, even if they should have known better, even if it was a person uh, in authority over me, whatever that looked like, if I can't forgive that person, then it says I'm blocking God's forgiveness for me to apply to my life. So today, love God and love his people. Love your sisters and brothers in Christ. Love the people that you minister to. Love the people that maybe haven't come into a full relationship, full knowledge, that maybe they haven't even become a Christian yet. Love them. God created them, and it's his desire that none should perish, but all have eternal life. So love. And so, you know, if you feel like today, I can't love. I can't love that person. You don't know what they did to me. They're just horrible. Uh, You know, go to God and ask him for grace to love. That doesn't mean that now you're BFFs. That just means that they have no place in you. Uh, there's no there's no impurity in your heart. There's no hold that they have on you. So people people aren't perfect. People are still growing into uh, you know becoming more and more like Jesus every day. People are gonna fail you, but God will never. So you keep loving God and keep loving His people, and you will thrive in your relationships. You'll thrive in your soul. Your whole your soul will be whole and prosper, as as uh, the Bible says. So so I love you so much. Pray today. Go before the Lord. Say, is there anyone? anyone who has hurt me is there any person that i'm dealing with uh bitterness or unforgiveness and show me lord because i want to get it right i want to move forward and forgive them for they know not what they do and so as you do that you're going to thrive i love you so much too much to see anything come between you and the lord and you and your divine destiny so praying that you thrive in every area in the grace of god god bless you until next time on the mrs rev podcast Thanks again for joining us for the Mrs. Rev Podcast. 
if you could help us out, do us a favor and subscribe, but also leave a rating and a review. If you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you. So after you subscribe, request to join our closed Facebook group and feel free to leave any of your questions there. Have an amazing week and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Mrs. Rev Podcast.